Welcome to Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future with Dr. Bill Joby. Doc is a historian and a reenactor. On this show, you'll hear his thoughts about our personal liberties from their earliest recorded beginnings. You'll also be transported back to the 1750s to relive the life of Colonel George Washington and his adventures during the French and Indian War. Let's get started. Here's Dr. Bill Choby. Okay, here we go again. Dr. Bill Choby, we're talking about liberty in America, past, present, and future. This is uh, episode five of Liberty Lights. Uh, what I attempt to do on these podcasts, the past several, uh, based upon the uh, foundational knowledge uh, in my book, um, I try to highlight issues of the day that reflect uh, threats to our liberty. The uh, last uh, session we had done, session four, we talked about a democratic dictatorship. And so there's some controversy raised about uh, my calling it that. So I'd like to just do a little background here and get you to where you understand what I'm talking about. First thing we need to do is to um, define the term. Uh, if we do that, we can say we go into, um, let's go into a dictionary. How about the Cambridge Dictionary? They seem to be pretty uh, refutable. And uh, uh, so let's see if the, under that, I typed in dictator, Cambridge, Cambridge Dictionary. And it says a dictator is someone who rules a country with complete power, has complete control over the armed forces, and destroys any political opposition. Well, does this apply to President Biden? He, has, he rules a country, he has complete power, he's the executive branch, he has complete control of the armed forces, he is the commander-in-chief. And as we've seen with uh, what has happened to what he's done to his primary opponent, Donald Trump, He's out to destroy them. So that's the basis of my definition of uh, why I believe that we've become a dictatorship in America. And the word democratic is an adjective that I mentioned before, describes the process of becoming a dictator. And uh, it has uh, really no bearing on the word democracy. And just uh, as a point of clarification, when people call America a democracy, that's a lie. That, that, that's We are not a democracy. A democracy as a form of government basically is mob rule. And the founding fathers specifically and deliberately chose to ignore that. Our country is a constitutional republic uh, represented by people who are elected in public elections. Just because people are elected, and the, the person with the most votes, a plurality, if you will, does not make our country a democracy. So you can have an election of representatives without being a democracy. Our Constitution guarantees a Republican form of government for any state that wishes to join the United States. That's why we are a United States. We are the same form of government throughout all the states that are part of the United States. So when somebody says a democracy as if it's some kind of precious utopia for political forms of government, it, it's a lie. If you want to take a look at what's happening through the process of democracies, just take a look at India or some of those other uh, uh, third world countries. It's basically, it's, it's a food fight for who gets control. And as soon as one majority gets control, they try to subdue the minority in order to hold on to their power. And it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And sure, they can pretend that they're a constitutionally based country, but the bottom line is that 
as soon as the majority chooses to change any, everything, they can. And when that happens, it's always towards a concentration of power uh, of us versus them. And that is destructive to the peace and stability and prosperity of any country. We are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. And anytime anybody calls us democracy, any real American out there, anybody that cares us this country, that loves this country, should immediately stop them and say, no, we're not a democracy. Go and do your research. Show us in the Constitution or any of the founding documents that we are a democracy because you can't. And then refer them to the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. It's for the republic in which it stands, not the democracy in which it stands. We are a constitutional republic. Okay, that being said, um, this past week or weeks has been a real eye-opener of extremes. We see what's happened with uh, former President Donald Trump and how his home was, Mar-a-Lago, was raided in an incredibly vicious, vile way that defied the, the basic rules of any type of search and seizure operation. And the president had a Fourth Amendment right, as any of us do, to be protected from general warrants by any police or any police force. And this particular raid that occurred on Mar-a-Lago, even FBI agents have stated that this is not the way it's done. They came in as a SWAT team. They prohibited his attorney to be involved, to watch what was going on. They demanded that he turn off all surveillance uh, cameras. They ran ransacked through his house over this uh, supposed um, warrant to find classified documents without saying exactly which one they're looking for, which is required by the Fourth Amendment. They took out his uh, passport. They took out his medical records. They dug through his wife's underwear drawers his son's closets. The Fourth Amendment is very specific about what government can do to come into somebody's privacy, into their home, looking for evidence. And it must be spelled out before they go in. In this case, they didn't. Now, the claim is that there was top secret evidence there, or top secret material there. Well, there might have been. But, you know, the president had complete control of it. It wasn't going anywhere, and nobody was hurt by any of the information he had. And the only way this case could have ever possibly developed against President Trump is that they forced his attorney to turn on him. Now, there's some things that are sacrosanct in America. Your conversations with your doctors, highly protected by the HIPAA laws, Records are highly protected by HIPAA laws. As a dentist, I know all about that, how we have to be careful with anybody's information. We can't just pass it around or talk about anybody's health concerns for whatever it is in front of others. And there are many embarrassments and many lawsuits that were lost because that happened. It's highly confidential information. The information of the records themselves, and it's just defined in law in my office, those are my records of my patients. They're not my patients' records. They're my records and my responsibility to maintain their security. If somebody comes in and demands their records, I can say to them, you're entitled to a copy of it, but the originals are always mine because that's my property, my responsibility as defined by law. So it's no different with the Presidential Records Act 
and the presidential papers. The president's responsible for the security of those. And that they belong to him. They don't belong to the government. They don't belong to um, any type of uh, national archives. They belong to him. He is the executive branch. He has the power to classify or declassify. And that's what he was doing. It was never his intent, or it's never been proven that it was, it was his intent to uh, uh, jeopardize national security, no matter how so-called so secret these documents were. And there's no evidence that anybody was ever harmed by it. And certainly no national interests were violated. The records were his, just as my records in my office of my patients are mine. So were his records and his possession his. So that's that's a botched raid to run in there with a general warrant and to say that, well, you have something here that we want that belongs to us when it doesn't belong to them, number one. And number two, he was very willing to share what he had, but it was mixed with a lot of his personal effects. But the very fact that the FBI went in there, chased everybody out, and dug through his personal effects is way beyond the pale of the Fourth Amendment. And I predict, I'm not a lawyer, and I won't I never pretend to be one, but as an American, I have a right to know my basic rights and the basic processes for what makes us different than the rest of the world. And based upon my experiences and my responsibilities as an American, I can see that there are some things that are dead wrong about this whole thing that I wouldn't be surprised that this whole case is tossed simply because of the way the evidence was compiled. First of all, and we don't even know whether or not the FBI planted something in there. Who would know? It's just one of those boxes put something that's just real juicy. That's been known to happen before. But without having observers to watch what these guys were doing, that presents a very real possibility and certainly raises questions as to whether or not it's a bona fide uh, uh, search operation under the Fourth Amendment. So not surprisingly, this thing could fall apart. But right now, it's being taken to the hilt to go and make as much hay as they can politically to try to, to uh, diminish the interest or to diminish the popularity of, of uh, the primary uh, a potential Republican nominee and challenging to Joe Biden, Democrat, who's de who's a declared candidate. The um, I mentioned briefly about the attorney-client pri privilege, just as it was with uh, doctors and their patients, uh, priests with their confessors, um, I'm sure there are others I can't think of the top of my head right now, but that those things are sacrosanct. They're, they're just those those are highly privileged, confidential information, confidential conversations that are essential to have. To have your attorney turn on you and under pressure to go and to um, reveal conversations that were given in private, it's just it's it's wrong, and it threatens the liberties. Of all Americans, because once that standard becomes accepted, then we're all in, in trouble. Uh, so, with all, all of that, um, there's there's also discussion, and I, and I base a lot of what I'm saying to you on uh, conversations that I hear on a number of different news sources that are by highly qualified uh, experts. This isn't just me sitting down and rattling something off. I come to you a very very serious. Uh, focus on what I'm talking about, because I believe it's so essential that we understand just what is happening in our in our country. Now, you take this, um, you take this for while this is happening, of course, right in the middle of an election, you know, there's, 
there's no real reason. There's no um, statute of limitations as to when this could have been done. It could have been done at any time, even after the elections. But no, they had to do it right now. And that raises a lot of eyebrows. So let's take a moment to go back and just, just let me refresh some of our, our, our constitutional rights, because this is something that's so essential. I could even give a local example of this, and I will in just a moment. We all know that the First Amendment about freedom of speech, freedom of religion, uh, freedom to assemble, freedom to uh, address our grievances before the government. That That's something that's, uh, that's, that's just the foundation of American Americanism, what makes us different than the rest of the world. We also know that um, the uh, Second Amendment is pretty, pretty uh, straightforward. It's about the ownership of guns. And the, we have that Second Amendment, not because so much that we're uh, protecting our right to go and have a shootout down the street. The Second Amendment is about containing the federal government. It's always been about containing the federal government. And quite frankly, with over 340 million guns in America today, it's one of the reasons why it's unlikely that we'll ever be in, invaded. Uh, after World War II, when the Japanese uh, uh, general or admiral was asked about the invasion of America, he says, there's no way because everybody's got guns over there. The Second Amendment specifically designed to keep the enemy at bay. And there's us people that are constantly trying to tear it down uh, for reasons that one must ask just where are you going with this when in fact we know that the uh, a lot of other murders go on without long guns most of them are handguns or knives or axes or whatever have you so why are they attacking it when we think about it in the perspective of here's a, dicta a, a democratic dictatorship that wants more and more power they know that they can never have absolute power as long as people have guns and this is one of the reasons why joe biden said about it. we don't have F-15s to go and fight the federal government. He's already talking about taking guns away because he wants to subdue us. This is democratic dictatorship that I've been talking about. We know how the the, uh, the media has been used to censor uh, unpopular speech, and the First Amendment is to, is to protect unpopular political speech, but yet we see the government going and doing all kinds of crazy things with Facebook and and. Uh, Instagram and uh, um, others that to, to try to squash the truth about what was going on with Hunter Biden's laptop prior to the 2020 elections. Censorship, that's another hallmark of a dictatorship. We know that they've come against people of faith during COVID. Whenever people were told that you can't go to church, but you can go and stand out in the street and you can have uh, demonstrations and tear up federal property. That's okay, but you can't go to church. Why are they so uh, afraid of uh, people of faith? Again, you can't have a, de a democratic dictatorship if you have a strong community, a uh, faith community, which is going to say, no, this is wrong or that is wrong. And they're going to stand up to uh, the democratic dictatorships. It's always been that way. It's people of faith. They say the blood of the martyrs is the, is the root of the, the root of the church. Uh, American has always been falls back on its faith. Just look at what happened after 9/11. Prior to that time, people were saying, "Well, God is dead," but after 9/11, if you drive anywhere in America, you'd see flags all over the place, and then the churches were packed. America is a Christian country. America is a country of faith, and so this is a threat to the democratic dictatorship. And this is why they're under attack all the time. This is why pro-life people uh, 
or are being arrested for demonstrations for doing essentially nothing. It is an attack on the community of faith because you can't have a democratic dictatorship if you have people of faith active in the political uh, sphere. Go and look at any communist country. The first thing they do is they try to destroy the, the community of faith. It's a well-known uh, approach to uh, gaining access and solidifying power. Get rid of people who are, are going to challenge you from a faith standpoint. People will die for their faith uh, knowing where they're going, but you won't, rarely do you have people who are going to give have that commitment of uh, their beliefs to anything other than faith. Move on to the... Uh, the Fourth Amendment. This is the one about I described it briefly about being secure in your persons and papers and effects. You know, in uh, I lived in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, which is a town that was devastated by a flood so many years ago. It's con completely controlled by Democrats, and they ran it into the ground. It's one of the richest communities in the country when I grew up, and uh, turned into one of the poorest just recently. Some of the most horrible numbers for them. I went to sell my house there a couple of years ago. And uh, I was told that I had to have my sewer pipes under my house replaced with the PVC pipes. My house was about 50, 60 years old. It's a family house. It was built by my father. And uh, we had terracotta pipes underneath the, the basement, uh, the concrete of the basement, uh, that were fine for you know, 50, 60 years. Never really had any problems with them. Um, but along came this, uh, this um, dictate by... An authority, a municipal authority and in Pennsylvania, that's considered to be like this quasi-public, quasi-private kind of organization that handles things like sewage and water and garbage and housing and stuff like that. And it's, it was uh, created by the Municipal Authorities Act of uh, 1943 or something. And it, its purpose was to uh, take care of blighted housing, which could be a problem in a city. You get people that uh, can't afford to keep their house up or they die or whatever, and there it is, you know, blighted property. It's a threat to the health. So what happens? The city's got to come and tear it down and make it into something else. Well, this this particular town of Johnstown, uh, they made an agreement with the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection to uh, reduce the amount of or the possibilities of rainwater causing a flood or overflowing of the sewage facilities for the town. Now, the, the uh, records show that it might happen once or twice a year when, like in March, when you have snow, melt, and rain. But because this may happen once or twice a year, and the logical thing to do is, well, just build a little larger facility, uh, instead they decided that they were going to lay this upon all the property owners, including myself. Now, when we get to the Fourth Amendment part of this, is that this... Uh, quasi-governmental um, group and uh, the local governments that tied into it made this into an ordinance that now is enforceable by law that if you want to go and sell your house or if you want to go and uh, if you don't follow through and make sure that there isn't any spring water in, in your house entering into the system or particularly uh, rainwater into the system through your sewage under your house then the only way to prevent that from happening was to dig up your basement and replace it with PVC pipe that's uh, tested for uh, 15 pounds for five minutes or five minutes, 15 pounds, one or the other. Well, you know, you can only imagine the cost. In my particular case, it was over $7,000, and it could have been a lot more when I had a friend contractor. I couldn't sell my house because I wanted to move to another city. 
because of this stupid thing. And I challenged it. I challenged them in court. And my attorney was a Harvard attorney. And we went to the judge and said, look, first and foremost, this particular authority is not uh, authorized to get engaged with, uh, with sewage plants. They're limited strictly to the city limits to do housing. So they're they're like a rogue agency. And because they're a rogue agency, they're they're violating the Fourth Amendment, the federal Fourth Amendment rights to privacy um, for everybody in town. That's, that's a serious stuff. Well, they've been doing it for a while, and nobody knew enough about the Constitution to challenge it until I came along. So what happened? We got before the judge. We made our, our arguments, and the judge refused to make a decision. He said, I don't have to answer this. And so, in effect, uh, we we got a non-answer. In other words, we basically lost because we got a non-answer. And I went to appeal it. And my attorney said, oh, they're they're threatening us with a lawsuit, $50,000 or so. And um, I may have told you this story before. Well, I challenged them. And uh, these attorneys from the largest law firms in, in Pittsburgh were coming after me. I thought to myself, this is all about Fourth Amendment stuff. Why didn't other people understand the Fourth Amendment stuff? For all the years that this had been going on, why did it take little old me to raise these issues? Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm motivated to do these, these talks to you and to write this book. We need to understand what it is to be an American. We need to understand our basic rights. And you don't have to be a lawyer to do this. This is very simple. If you read my book, you can pick up on it. It's also available, drbillchobysbooks.com. All right, so we went through the Fourth Amendment. Now, the Fifth Amendment here says no person can be derived their life, be deprived of their life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And due process means that there's a, there's a method to the madness. And if you don't follow the process properly, then the whole thing can be tossed. So in this particular case, we're looking at Donald Trump. There was then there's no due process because here you have evidence that supposedly so highly classified that uh, the government thinks it's a threat that he would even have these things. But well, wait a minute. So when uh, Donald Trump's attorneys went to them and said, "Well, let's see what you have," well, they said, "Well, we can't show you." Well, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, you have a right to see what the evidence is against you. This is what due process is. And they said, well, we can't do that because if we show it to you, we have to be sure that whoever we show it to you has already been clear, has clearance for a high security, you know, highly classified uh, clearance. Well, then the question becomes, then how can it be in public? Because these trials have to be public as according to the um, uh, the Sixth Amendment and the, the Eighth Amendment, uh, which that there has to be, this process has to be out in the open. And uh, has uh, um, has to be able to be scrutinized by the public while this is going on. Well, they can't show the jurors what this so-called uh, um, class of highly classified sensitive information unless each one of the jurors is going to have uh, clearance at the highest level to look at it. So, in other words, they're using this. The, the, the federal government's using this as an excuse that they don't have to show the evidence. Now, how how insane is that? But this is what you get with democratic dictatorships. It's all playing games in order to abuse the rights of Americans so that they can become more and more solidified in their power. I wish I didn't have to say all these things to you. 
Oh my gosh, it's, it's my hope and prayer that people finally start to just, just sit down and think about what is it about? What what makes us Americans? Well, this is what makes us Americans. And I really, really wish it. If you, if you don't buy my book, go out and just read the Bill of Rights, you know, so that you know where you stand. So when they come to tell you, you got to dig up your basement to put a sewage line in without uh, any warrant, you at least will know that that's wrong. That's a beginning where you can fight back because there's so many of my pe people in my town that had no idea that this is the case. And they thought I was one of these tinfoil uh, hat wearing people just making up trouble for the needed of publicity, which is garbage. This is what it is to be an American. Now, let's take on the other hand what the government is doing in the case of Hunter Biden. Now, you know, Hunter Biden's the son of the president, sitting president of the United States. We also know that he had a drug problem. We also know that he's a very rich guy. And a lot of the money he's made, he did not pay taxes on. And he was under a highly uh, specialized IRS uh, agents said and, and reported that this was illegal, that what they were doing, he was avoiding, evading taxes. Uh, avoidance is okay, but you try to evade it, you're in trouble. And he was, he was evading taxes. And he had proof for it, millions of dollars. Well, this went up to the Department of Justice. And um, they sat on it. This goes back, oh, 2014, 2015, something like that. And they sat on it and sat on it and sat on it. And in spite of all the people demanding that something be done, they sat on it. And at the same time, they found that he had also filled out a... Uh, uh, an application for a firearm with, that said, uh, are you on drugs? And he said, no. And at the bottom, of course, it's a felony to lie on those firearm uh, applications. As you well know, that all the Democrats are always screaming about gun laws. Well, here's one, a primary gun law about telling the truth on an application for a gun. And he lied. And the people have gone to, to, to prison for three and five years. It says really clearly on those forms. I filled them out because I have several handguns. And it says that if you, if you lie on there, you can go to prison for three to five years. Well, nothing's happened to them. Now, why is it? Well, if you want to build a democratic dictatorship, then you go after your enemies with a fine-tooth comb, make up stories, violate their rights, get rid of them. But when it comes to a favored son, oh, well, it's a slap on the wrist. Meanwhile, we know that there's millions and millions of dollars that went into his coffers and into his father and into his eight or nine other family members through these uh, LLCs that were developed as diversionary, basically money laundering operations. And more recently, we've come up with uh, uh, evidence that there was even a shakedown operation where Hunter Biden and his dad were both involved in some of the Chinese uh, uh, businessman. This is, uh, this is the, what de democratic dictatorships do. And then again, we, we've talked about this, uh, but what to do, what to do, the average person can do. It is my hope that um, that we take, we get together, we the people get together and make a difference in our country. We have to take down one of the parties. It's the Democrat Party that's causing all the trouble. And we do this by a national boycott of all Democrats from top to bottom. 
This is the only way we're going to be able to peacefully take our government back because right now the power is, is in the hands of people who are intent on maintaining that power forever. And as long as they're in power, a lot of this stuff will never come to light. It's only the fact that the Republicans took back over the House just uh, last fall that made it possible for us to find this information that was so well hidden. Now, this is this is not... Uh, you know, somebody just complaining about the Democrats all the time. This is serious, serious stuff. These guys intend to continue to to um, consolidate power, and they continue to prosecute people whom they disagree with. And you can see just the way that the media is handling this, which is their propaganda arm, because the media no longer is a free press. It's just it's just an extension of the Democrat Party. Uh, through NPR or through all the uh, the mainstream media, uh, the media madness is against anything that resembles a challenge to the democratic dictatorship. Uh, this is this is serious, dangerous stuff, and we've got to rise up together and deal with it. Put aside the party politics stuff. Let's get the Democrats out of there. They are the public enemy number one. They are the enemy within, and history has shown that they will never stop. Uh, pursuing power and never stop uh, messing up this country unless we the people take it into our hands and put a stop to it and we can do that by national boycott against the democrat party i don't want to sound like some crazy guy out there some madman who's just you know, screaming out the window i'm mad as hell and can't take it anymore kind of thing this is reasoned i've been studying politics for 40 years this is a reasonable way to approach this Another way is that we must elect state representatives who will uh, band together with the Convention of States and put term limits in office and put a limitation on the way they're spending and a limitation on their taxes. We must break up the power of our prison, Washington, the deep state, the, the bureaucracy that was set in motion by Barack Obama to, to fundamentally transform America is going at full speed ahead to push their agenda and our only defense uh, is that comes out of uh, uh, taking them to court with our private post-tax dollars while they fight us with our tax dollars. The only solution we have, again, boycott the Democrat Party, top to bottom. Dr. Bill Choby, finishing up episode five. Uh, I do hope you take this to heart. I hope you spread this to all your friends. Uh, we've got to think seriously about this because our country's in deep trouble. Uh, Dr. Bill Choby, books.com. Uh, you can email me from there. Uh, and um, remember, when might is right, people are in bondage. This is the might of the Democrat dictatorship that's putting us into bondage a little bit at a time. When right is might, we're free. That's the way it was when I grew up. I felt the, the liberation of freedom, the, the ability to do so many things to pursue my dreams. So much of that today has been supplemented by this politically correct crap. So when right becomes wrong, of chaos and that's where we live today our choices are we going to have might or are we going to have right become in control again it's all in our hands dr bill chovey signing off thank you <music>